Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Um, This week, what I want to go through is my morning routine. So I've been getting a heap of questions about what I actually do um, each morning for the morning routine and the ritual. So over the past probably, I'd say, two years, I've been implementing new bits and pieces to that routine and seeing some extremely good benefits, which I'm going to share with you today. I also have a question that I want to answer to start the show off, uh, which I've been getting a lot lately about flexible dieting and actually tracking your macros and using apps to track your food intake and whether or not you should be tracking your exercise or your energy expenditure um, and then eating those calories back. So we're going to answer that as well. Um, Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode and for those that have been listening lately. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do. Um, But let's start today's show off with the answer to that question about the calories. So the actual question itself is, should you be adding in to tracking apps? So for example, if you're using an app such as MyFitnessPal, should you add in uh, the exercise that you're doing for the day? And if you're adding that in, should you then eat those calories back? And the answer is no to both. So I don't see any point in tracking your energy expenditure in a calorie tracking app. And if you're using something like a Fitbit or whatever and you feel like you want to keep track of it, then that's 100% fine. But there is also 100% no reason why you should then go and eat those calories back and here is why. So at the start of the week or whenever you decide to figure out how many calories you need um, per day and on average per week to put yourself in either a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus, we are already figuring out roughly how many calories we're going to be burning on average um, throughout the day. So we take our weekly average and that's when we put together these formulas when we figure out how many calories we need to be in a deficit or a surplus. We've already taken into account our average energy expenditure. So by doing it, uh, by adding those calories back in, by eating them again, you're pretty much getting rid of any calorie deficit that you've created. Or if you're in a calorie surplus, you're now putting yourself in further of a surplus, which is just going to lead to uh, a much faster rate of weight gain. And it's most likely going to be body fat or a much higher percentage of that gain is going to be body fat and not muscle mass. So when we, when we look at our energy expenditure for the day, if you do decide to track that energy expenditure in the app, such as MyFitnessPal, that's fine, but don't go and eat those calories back because that's the calorie deficit that you've created. So if you've just gone out and burnt 500 calories, that's going towards your energy expenditure. That's going towards your deficit for the day, for the week, and you need that to lose body fat. So by no means do you want to go and eat that back, even though in a way, I guess it kind of makes a little bit of sense because if your goal... Let's say, for example, you're aiming for 2,500 calories and you then go and put in the app that you've just burnt 500 calories doing cardio. I can see why people would think that you need to eat that back or that you've just earned that back, but that's just not the case. So to basically make that as simple as possible, I've just rambled on for about three minutes here about why you shouldn't do it. Um, But to make it as simple as possible, by eating those back, you're getting rid of your calorie deficit or adding to your calorie surplus, which is not what we want. So avoid that at all costs, if possible. Um, So I hope that answers that question as well as I possibly can. So 
Let's get stuck into today's topic and the title of the show, which is my morning routine. So as I mentioned at the start, um, this is something that I've been implementing for about two years and there's bits and pieces that I've added to this morning routine and I feel like now I've kind of got it to a point where I'm really happy with it. Um, So every single morning, regardless of whether I wake up at 4.30 a.m. for work or whether it's on a weekend or a holiday where I wake up later in the day, whatever it is, I keep my same morning routine and it's the way I start my day. It's the way I get myself in a positive mindset, uh, a mindset of gratitude and also it just feels like it, it puts me in a productive state and it makes me feel like I'm starting my day the right way and it's been extremely effective for me in a number of different ways, mentally, physically, um, the benefits I've seen with my work, with my relationships, friendships, um, and just my mood in general and my mental health, which is one of the main reasons why I started any form of morning routine is to improve my mental health and um, and and the way the way I think about things throughout the day and the way I approach my morning when I leave the house. So what I want to do first is actually go through what my morning routine is and I know some of you would probably already know what it is. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I tend to to post a bit about it on my story uh, most mornings about how I start but I'm going to go through that now and break down uh, exactly what I do and why I do it. I hope that it, I hope that it's going to help some of you guys and maybe you can start implementing your own morning routine and by no means do I, am I saying that you should do exactly what I do. Um, you can find what works for you and follow along with that, stick with that um, because in the end of the day, it needs to be something as our, the same as our training and our nutrition. It needs to be sustainable. It needs to be something that's relatively flexible and it also needs to be something that you enjoy doing. So the first thing I do uh, at the moment anyway I'm, is I'm getting out of bed around about 4.30 from Monday through to Saturday. Sundays I try and get a bit of a sleep in but I'll get out of bed. The first thing I do is have a big tall glass of water try and start to rehydrate after being asleep Um, overnight you tend to wake up pretty dehydrated so start to rehydrate straight away i'll then do some form of prayer so i pretty much say the same prayer every single morning and i'm obviously not going to go into detail about what i pray about but um, you know i grew up um, going to a catholic school and all my family are catholic so um, i've always been religious so i do a prayer first thing and it's the same every single day. Uh, might change around just a tiny little bit, but most of the time it's the same. And then I will do uh, five to ten minutes of meditation. So I'd say around three years ago, uh, I started meditation, and initially it was for um, obviously headspace. I just wanted to make sure that I was in a better headspace, and um, I was doing it for my mental health. And I initially did it for a couple of months, and I first started off with the Headspace app um, and followed along with the 10-day beginner course, I think it's called, something like that, and it kind of teaches you basically how to meditate because I'd never done it before, and if you know me, and I've mentioned this on the show before, I'm the last person that you would expect to do meditation, and even even now when people don't know and I tell them, they're just like, what the fuck, because I never sit down, I never just sit around and do nothing, I, I find it very hard to switch off. So I first started that meditation, did a 10-day beginner course on how to actually meditate. After that, I stuck with it for a couple of months and then just stopped doing it for whatever reason. Um, I I made it a goal at the time to do it every day. I did it for a while and then just fell off the wagon and didn't do it for a fair while. 
Um, and while I was doing it, after I did that little beginner course, I was using things like YouTube. There's uh, different meditations you can find on YouTube. A couple of different apps. I think I use one called Calm, maybe Smiling Minds and, and stuff like that. And just stop doing it for whatever reason. Um, then on January 1st, 2017, I made it a goal of mine to meditate every single day for 2017. And since then, I haven't missed a day. So I've meditated every single day since Jan 1st, 2017. And you know, I genuinely believe that I'll continue to do that every single day um, for the rest of my life if I can. It has made a huge difference to my ability to switch off and, and actually focus on my breath. There's days where I've done you know much longer than five to ten minutes. There's days where I do only three to four minutes, depending on how much time I've got or or what kind of headspace I'm in. But it really has improved my mental health, I think, and it's definitely something that I've recommended to literally everybody that asked me about it. And obviously, I've done a couple of episodes on the podcast about meditation and we go into detail with the guests about how you can get into it and the benefits of it, the mental and physical benefits and um, and my experience with it and their experiences. So if you haven't heard any of those episodes, feel free to go back through and have a listen to those. But the meditation really was, uh, in my eyes, a bit of a game changer because after I do the meditation, and, and like I said, I change it up all the time. So some days I will use the Headspace app. Other days I will pick one off YouTube. Other days I'll use a different app. Uh, maybe I'll just use an audio file that I've got. But it teaches me to, one, try and just be like in that current moment. Forget about any of the stress and, and whatever bullshit I've got going on or what I've been thinking or overthinking uh, about and focus on my breath and kind of become more present which I find doing first thing in the morning is perfect because then by the time I get out of bed or by the time I leave the house and after I've done the rest of my morning routine I feel like I'm in a much better mental state I feel like I'm much more present I'm actually thinking about what I'm doing Um, I I feel a lot more relaxed um, a lot more grateful which I'm going to go into in a second as well and it just yeah it has been a game changer for me I tried to do the meditation at night and it did not fucking work for me because I would just fall asleep <laughs> pretty much like straight away. By the time when I actually hop in bed, I'm that tired usually that I fall asleep within seconds. Like it's it's ridiculous. I used to be the exact opposite when I was younger. I could never sleep. It'd take me ages. Now, I could barely even remember laying down and I wake up and it's the morning. So doing meditation at night just wasn't working for me, which which is why I found it worked perfect in the morning. And that has just added to my morning routine. So after I get up, have my water, um, say a prayer, it's then straight into my meditation. Five to 10 minutes, that's all it takes. Um, everybody, you know, if you want to do it longer, go longer. If you want to do it shorter, go shorter. But fo- focusing on your breath um, and you know, if you haven't tried it before, I would highly recommend it. If you have tried it, um, I don't know what works best for you, whether you like to do it at morning or at night, but I've found that is perfect for my morning routine, so that's what I like to stick to. So, so far we have the water, the prayer, the meditation, and then after the meditation, the next thing I do is I go to my diary or my journal, which I just leave on the bench or take with me if I'm traveling, and I've been writing down anywhere between three and usually three to six goals for that day. 
Now, at the start of the year, at the start of the week, start of the month, I always have goals that I'm focusing on and I like to revisit. But I've found daily goals to be an absolute game changer. And I've been speaking to a number of different people about this, whether it be clients, whether it be higher profile athletes that I've worked with, whether it be absolutely anybody, family members, loved ones, about how much the daily goals actually helps. And it's been fucking ridiculous. Like, and these goals aren't ridiculous shit. It's not like winning a fucking gold medal at the Olympics. It's like pay rent. It's go and buy a new phone because your phone's fucked. It's train legs today because you don't feel like training legs, but it's a goal for the day to actually train legs because you're meant to today. It's drink more water. It's hit your protein intake for the day. It can be absolutely anything. They can be as big or as small as you like. So I'll give you an example of my goals today. Um, I don't have my phone on me, but they were... Um, what was it? It was train legs because yesterday I didn't have enough time to train legs properly and I like to do a proper warm-up. So today I've blocked out two hours to get that done. So today was train legs. Um, it was stick to my macros for the day because I'm currently trying to eat in a calorie deficit um, and I want to make sure that I uh, am consistent with that because that's a goal of mine at the moment. So um, when I set a goal, I like to stick to that. The next one was to empty my inbox um, because I've got a lot of emails that I need to get through today. So I want by the end of the day, I want that to be empty. The next goal was to send out an epic email to my email list because I have been short on time the last few weeks and I feel like I haven't really sent out an email that's of as much value as what I usually do. So today I want to send out a really good one. And I think the other goal for the day was, oh, that's right, was buy wine glasses because I don't have any wine glasses at home. So today I want to buy wine glasses. Um, So they're my goals for the day. So they can be, as I said, as big or as small as you like. It may be a goal that you're just trying to continue to remind yourself every single day. And that can be a big goal or like I've just explained now, it can be a very small goal and something very easy to do as, as simple as making your bed or drinking more water. So that's been highly, highly effective for me. And in this journal or the diary, I also actually have a little box and I write down every single morning, meditate and have a box next a box next to it and then just tick it off. And, you know, it's not really that necessary to be perfectly honest. Like once you've done the meditation, you've done it regardless of whether you tick the box off or not. But for me, it just kind of gives me that sense of productivity and I like to tick it off as a bit of a checklist every day that I work towards. And that, you know, having a bit of a checklist is something that I talk about with my clients as well in terms of their training and nutrition is you have a checklist every day to achieve your goal. So for me, if I'm trying to improve my mental health, if I'm trying to improve my mindset, then I need a checklist to improve that as well. With training and nutrition, it may be ticking off the box for your macros, for your training, for your water intake, for your sleep, your recovery, whatever it is, for your mental state and your headspace, then it could be things along the lines of meditation, gratitude, all those things that you put into your morning or daily routine. Now, before I get into the last bit of of this morning routine, I know there's probably going to be a lot of people or at least some people listening to this going... You know, I, f- I find it fine to wake up in the morning and just go about my day, no worries. Have my coffee and then off we go. And that's sweet. If you don't want to do a morning routine, if you don't want to do a daily routine, you don't have to. And this routine can be as difficult or not difficult or as long or as short as you like. It could be something as simple as, you know, we had India on the show um, about a month ago and she said that 
when she gets in the shower, she says those positive affirmations. She has a cold shower, and that just sets her up for a good day. Straight away, by the time she gets out of that shower, she, her mindset or her mental state is where it needs to be to approach her day. And that's sweet. That doesn't take that long. She's in the shower, she's out of the shower, and she's good to go. This doesn't take me long either. Okay, but it, you know, obviously there's a few steps to mine which you may not want. You may just want one simple thing. It might be listening to a song. It could be taking three deep breaths. They say you know, that it just takes three deep breaths to kind of bring yourself back to the present moment and, um, and improve your headspace throughout the day when you feel like you're overwhelmed or whatever it may be. So the last, the last bit of this morning routine, which is something I've implemented only to be honest over the last few months but I'm going to keep this in because it's been fantastic for me and because I have been posting it on my Instagram story a lot of people have benefited from me doing this and they've actually started doing it and and you know I've had some great feedback on people really finding this beneficial for them um, and putting them in a great mental state before they leave their house and and making them feel a lot better and and you know, as a result, making the people around them feel a lot better as well, and that is gratitude. So, I've been writing down anywhere between five and ten things that I'm extremely grateful for every single morning. And to give you an example of what it was today. It was, you know, I was grateful for uh, my health. I was grateful for my family and my friends and my loved ones. I was grateful for the fact that I woke up in a bed this morning. I was grateful for the the fact that I actually woke up this morning. I was grateful for the things that I've failed at because the things that I've failed at have then led to things that have helped me succeed or have helped me learn things that have helped me improve. Um, I was grateful for the fact that I get to train today. Um, I was grateful for the fact that I have the opportunity to help people and to produce content and share stuff like this to be able to hopefully you know, help change other people's lives which because that's something that's so great to be to be grateful for and um, you know, I think it was again on. I'll bring it up again on India's episode. She mentioned that you know when we think about things that we're grateful for, automatically people go for the big things. You know, I'm grateful for um, the fact that whatever it may be that, that I live in a big house or whatever. But what would you do, or what would you be grateful for, if I said that everything you're not grateful for would be taken away from you? So whether that be eyesight, whether that be hearing whether that be the fact that you woke up in a nice warm bed today, whether it be the fact that you could have breakfast before you left your house, all these things, just by saying or I find you know, physically writing down that I'm grateful for them makes me so much more conscious and aware of how lucky I actually am, which then when I leave the house again um, already makes me feel so much better, so much more um, aware of how lucky I am for all the stuff and that, that I do have all the opportunities that I have, the, the fact that I have my health, um, even being grateful for the fact that it's cold as fuck in Melbourne at the moment, which I hate, but by saying that I'm grateful for it, you know, it makes me so much less negative about the fact that it's cold. Because, you know, there's there's a quote that I've got in in my little booklet from um, Sarah Holloway, who's been a guest on the show. You might know her through Instagram or through her website as Spoonful of Sarah. She has a little quote book, and I find it so cool. And and that, you know, I forgot to mention that, but that's actually part of my morning routine as well. I always flip over that quote book to the next quote um, and read that for the day and kind of think about that for a second. But there's a great quote that was up there yesterday, and it was like, you know, the things that we take for granted are what some people are most grateful for. 
or some people would be most grateful for. So that's something to think about as well. And that just kind of tops off my morning routine. I write all that down in my journal or my diary um, and I leave that there for the day. And especially with the goals, I like to revisit them at night to make sure that I've ticked them off. And if I haven't, then um, they'll be on that list again the next day because I don't achieve those, even if they're small goals, I don't achieve them every single day. Like, you know, I might have a very busy day today and not have a chance to get through all my emails and, and may not be able to empty that inbox today. And that's, ideally, I want to get through it. But it's okay if I don't because I can add it to that list again tomorrow and keep myself accountable. Um, And that's the beauty of this morning routine. Uh, It's what, as I said, it's what works for me, may not work for you, but I would definitely recommend trying to put together some form of morning routine because all of the successful people that I've spoke with, that I've interviewed on this show, that I've been lucky enough to build relationships with, all have some form of morning routine, regardless of how big or small it is that is effective for them um, and is you know it, it goes towards the fact that they are successful and not even just success just happiness and and uh, and improving your mental health your headspace which is extremely extremely important and something that I put more and more focus on and I'll always highly recommend to absolutely everybody so that's my morning routine I know a lot of people have actually asked me about it even though I've been posting it on my Instagram story about you know the things that I do in the morning people have asked why I do it the benefits of it and what I've seen from it and 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 I just thought I'd explain that to you guys today and Hopefully, it's been of some value. And um, yeah, I appreciate tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed it, please do take a screenshot of um, of the show today. Post it up on your Instagram story. Tag me. Um, maybe share it with your friends. Some more people may benefit from implementing this into their daily routine. Um, and that's going to be very, very cool. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode where I hopefully will bring you even more value. Have a fantastic day.